0: What are the three key fantasy football questions facing the 2023 Atlanta Falcons as they head into training camp? It's time to break it down right here, right now, as we begin another edition and another week of Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ironman. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for sportingnews.com. You can check out uh, my latest articles, including the NFL offseason grades for all 32 teams, look at the best available free agents, and look at good fits for the running backs still available, including Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, and Leonard Fournette. So some players out there to check out. Here on Locked On Fantasy Football, we continue our series of core questions going through all 32 teams. We've got eight down, 24 more to go. If you missed anything with the teams from the NFC East and NFC North, those are up on our archives on Locked On Fantasy Football. Again, thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen. Today, we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day. So, We're going to turn our attention to a new division this week. That would be the NFC South. We're going to go in alphabetical order by city name. That means the Atlanta Falcons are today's spotlight team. So a lot of interesting things to explore with the Falcons. A lot of buzz over their rookie running back, Bijan Robinson. That's going to be our number one question. Then we're going to look at Drake London's value in relation to Kyle Pitts. And then we're going to see if Desmond Ritter can give us some sleeper fantasy football value. We've been doing that with a lot of uh, younger starters, including Jordan Love. So we want to see if the Falcons might have a viable guy that we can put in at least as a streamer here in fantasy football for 2023. That's all coming up on today's show. This episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown Today to get started. All right, let's dive in to our first question. Is Bijan Robinson worth the hype as a high first-round pick in fantasy? And how high is his ceiling here? Could he finish as the top running back on the board this year? The answer is yes and uh, unlimited if you want to go in the order there. I think this kid could really go off. I mean, reality-wise, teams paid a premium to go after him. The Falcons – Did that. They had one of the best rushing attacks in the NFL, by the way. They only had two vacated carries. It's fourth fewest in the NFL. So there's not a lot that is missing from this team there from last year. You have uh, Tyler Algier from last year and Cordell Patterson. That was the dynamic deal. When you look at standard leagues, let's see what the production was for the Falcons last year. Standard 22, RB 22. So one of the last RB twos for Algier because he's more of a power runner. He finished in average half-point PPR scoring at 27. So when you look at that, uh, 22 and 27 were the numbers for Algier. You look at uh, Cordero Patterson, he finished as RB30. So interesting there, however you look at it with Patterson, half-point and full PPR, Patterson uh, was valuable, but it's not like they involved Algier or Patterson too much in the passing game. So What did that amount to between those two guys? Let's look at it. 295 carries, the 1,730 yards rushing together, pretty healthy number. 391 touches, that is a beautiful number. 1,991 yards from scrimmage and 12 TDs. That's what you got between Algier and Patterson. And this is a team that had a 55-45 rushing split. Only the Bears with Justin Fields eating up a chunk of that offensive production, had more running percentage last year. So this is a team that runs a lot. You have a potential for that much on the ground that was available from these two guys, almost 2,000 yards from scrimmage, 12 TDs. That doesn't say that Algier Patterson won't get a few touches here and there but they're going to be regulated to the backup roles, right? And limited backup roles. When you invest that highly in a running back in a draft, you're going to give them the opportunity to shine. And let's look at one of the elite running backs from last year. In fact, the top scorer, Josh Jacobs, what did he have? 2053 yards from scrimmage and 12 TDs. So that's available here for Bijan Robinson for sure. And then some, because he just could be more explosive than both of these guys. Keep that in mind. All was pretty good. Averaged a healthy yards per carry. Patterson also very effective on the ground. Now, Algier really pushed those five yards per carry. Well, look at Robinson. I think he could go over that. That's how explosive this back is, and I think he's a better receiver than either. Algier really than Patterson. I know Patterson's a converted wide receiver, but Robinson more of a natural backfield pass catcher. So the upside is definitely there. The numbers can be had that can put him right up there. So that's why... Right now, in half-point PPR, Bijan Robinson has reached in the expert consensus minds in that format, the top tier. So the only running backs ahead of him, Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler. Now, there's a good argument that Robinson should be up there with CMC as maybe the best. I mean, McCaffrey now gets a full season in that elite 49ers rushing off. And Jonathan Taylor working with a... Rookie quarterback potential or Gardner Minshew. It's either Minshew or Anthony Richardson. You have Austin Eckler in a different style of offense that they could open it up for more opportunities for the wide receivers and other weapons. So it could be a few less catches, but B. John Robinson, there's nothing that has to change, right? He could be getting the Derek Henry treatment from Arthur Smith, who was the offensive coordinator in Tennessee before he came to Atlanta. He's installed the run heavy offense. They could lean on the running game even more with Desmond Ritter at quarterback. So they go for Marcus Mariota, and look, they didn't really put Mariota in position to throw for high volume, run-heavy team as we established for 55% of the time. But this was a 7-10 team last year, too, in terms of their record. So the Falcons are a little bit of a sleeper to steal this pretty weak NFC South. And if they're playing with a few more leads, and that might be the case here, the Buccaneers have really downgraded from Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield. The Saints defense, not what, what it was here with Dennis Allen losing a few, few key pieces here. And then you look at uh, the other team in the division, the Panthers, uh, breaking in uh, Bryce Young, potentially a starting quarterback, a different look to their offense as well with a new coaching staff. So there could be a lot of lumps taken by these teams and you could have a lot of close games in this division alone. And the Falcons have a pretty favorable schedule overall, just like everyone in this division does uh, crossing over into the AFC South as some of those foes are on the radar as well. So really good position here. Great schedule, good offense for what Robinson does well upside as a receiver, more ability to get, higher touches than Algier and Patterson combined here. So everything lines up well. And then on top of that, the Falcons returned their two offensive linemen of note that uh, really helped the running game and Chris Lindstrom and Kayla McGarry. So they took care of the rights of their line. They upgraded the left side next to Jake Matthews with the rookie Matthew Bergeron. So they're better on the left side. They're intact on the right side there's nothing not to like with this falcons offensive line so we're looking at all the factors the town of robinson is number one that's the thing we weigh this is blocking is fantastic the offensive play calling is great the way that they look at the targets are great because you only have drake london and kyle pitts and we'll get into their prospects a little bit more in our second segment but there's not a lot right in the passing game beyond those guys they're still trying to figure out Wide receiver, Jonah Smith, the second tight end is more of a blocker that they've acquired here. So there are targets also to be had there. We'll get to that with those receivers. But 143 vacated targets. So there's some chances to get those little dump-offs and really eat up all the rushing action as well here on top of uh, getting Algier Patterson's uh, targets in the passing game. So everything lines up. It is not to be too good to be true with Bijan Robinson. The hype is worth it. He's definitely a top-tier running back. And look, don't shy away with the rookie and an experience. This is the ideal situation for him to produce big time, and that's exactly why the Falcons used a top-five pick on him. And I think you'll see this uh, ability carry over here where you know, the Falcons would have probably taken him inside the top five for sure if they had that opportunity. They were enamored with him early, so you should definitely take him inside the top four. There's a great argument that he should be in the top two, right after McCaffrey goes off the board, Robinson should be your guy there, based on those numbers they are attainable to mirror what Jacobs did last season in Las Vegas. All right, there's the breakdown of why you should draft Bijan Robinson. I believe the hype, buy into it. Big reasons for it, and that's exactly what we feel on Bijan. We will get into. The second-year wide receiver Drake London in our next segment, and then look at the second-year quarterback Desmond Ritter. What it means for him with the Drake London and Kyle Pitts potentially having a rebound season here. So something to look at there. Without Calvin Ridley, we told you at the top that this episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is brought to you by America's number one sports book, that is FanDuel. And it is now close to the end of the NBA Finals. The Denver Nuggets have a 3-1 lead. They're trying to wrap it up here at home to close things out. Well, you got to make a fast break while you can to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs. Uh, You also have the Stanley Cup one game away with the Vegas Golden Knights up 3-1 in the Florida Panthers. So Miami and Florida in a little bit of trouble here, but you still have some time to get in on the action on the finals because right now new customers to FanDuel Sportsbook can get a no-sweat first bet up to – $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. There's no better place to bet on all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. We know how great it is for the NFL, but they also have similar great promotions that every day you can check out for the NBA Finals. So good chance of getting on Nikola Jokic or Jamal Murray tied in with a Nuggets victory or maybe a Heat victory and Jimmy Butler coming back and uh, bringing the Heat a little bit to life in the NBA Finals. So a lot of things could Go in that direction here as the series shifts to Denver. With FanDuel Sportsbook, you can expect a safe and secure app. And when you get paid, you'll get paid instantly there with your bets at FanDuel. So you'll see them right into your account. That's why there's no better place there. And it is America's number one sportsbook. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA and a proud sponsor here of Locked On fantasy football all right it is time to get into the show and break down the key questions surrounding the 2023 atlanta falcons for fantasy football we asked the one about Bijan robinson look at his hype now we're gonna bring it down a few notches here and look at, can drake london surprise us as a wide receiver one this year what's the potential of that now Let's look at it. We talked about it. 143 vacated targets. It's the middle of the pack number here. Now, Kyle Pitts is going to be the most attractive receiver, no matter how you look at it. He's ranked right now outside of the top tier of tight ends as tight end five. The top tier right now are Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, George Kittle, and TJ Hawkinson. So outside of that, Pitts is the next guy on the board here in half-point PPR. Tough year for him last year. We know he had the injury and couldn't stay on the field. It was a bit frustrating. Didn't put up the numbers, but uh, ended up as tight end 22. That's not going to happen again here. The previous year as a rookie, it wasn't pretty always, but I think the biggest thing you look at there, you see was tight end 13s in terms of average half-point PPR scoring. So he actually was a borderline tight end one, but when you look overall scoring, tight end seven. So pretty solid there. What you wanted more out of him was the touchdowns, the consistency, that was a bit of a frustrating point last year as well. He was just one of the biggest fantasy football busts. Then you kind of had a little bit of a bailout, right? The injury that to cut short his season. So they're going to take a lot of pressure off Pitts with this whole blocking part of his game. That's not a strength. And you also hurt him from running enough routes, right. To put up the numbers. So don't worry about Kyle Pitts. I think that's fine. I think you look at the upside of the tight ends. If he's healthy, he's going to produce pretty well here with the volume. And we know, He's going to be one of the top two targets there with Drake London. So don't worry about Kyle Pitts. He'll be fine. Let's examine Drake London, however. 117 targets last year, 72 catches, so a little bit inconsistent. And part of it was Marcus Mariota being a quarterback, a little bit of Desmond Ritter as well. 866 yards, pretty good number, given that he didn't uh, fully start a game, only 13 starts. Four touchdowns. He finished as the last wide receiver three on the board in half-point PPR when you look at, uh, again, going 12 deep in the league he was wide receiver 36 But in terms of average scoring he was wide receiver 47 so almost the last wide receiver four on the board and should have been on the bench and played only situational places matchup based wide receiver play but now i think you look at drake london more as a regular play he's ranked as wide receiver 25 now point ppr so that's kind of aggressive right it's 11 spots higher than where he was but can he go higher than that well you have Olamide Zacchias. He was a guy that ate up a lot of targets last year for this team. He's now with the Eagles and trying to make their roster. Demir Bird was the next guy on the list. He's gone to the Panthers. So no more Demir Bird, no more Olamide At Tight end, you don't have to worry too much either with uh, Jonas Smith coming back and Pitts having a full season because you don't have Michael Pruitt or Anthony Or Both of those guys are gone. Pruitt's still unsigned. are taking a shot uh, behind Mike Gesicki and Hunter Henry with the Patriots. So interesting. They brought Joni Smith in. Ferkser is now trying to hang on in New England. So Smith is more treated as a blocking guy. And we know he has some history with uh, Arthur Smith from Tennessee, but don't buy into it too much. He's there to take pressure off Pitts, So Pitts can more act like a hybrid wide receiver in this offense. And, I think at times he got a lot of attention, and with uh, Calvin Ridley gone last year, that was a bit of a struggle, right? He was the mark man, and uh, Ridley was suspended. He eventually here traded to the Jaguars, so it wasn't even in the mix. So he was used to that, right, being the man without Ridley. But now Drake London can have a bigger impact. Remember, he's a first round pick as well as Pitts as well as Robinson. So these guys are going to be the key focal points of their offense. And uh, again, that's why Robinson can get quite involved in the passing game behind London and Pitts, but. I think London does have the wide receiver one upside because he's got that big catch radius that can help him in the red zone. I think Desmond Ritter is definitely an upgrade over Marcus Mariota. He's going to look for London a lot more all over the field. It helps that they're both second year players, right? So they have that draft class chemistry coming in at the same time, working at rookie minicamps and all that stuff from last year. Now the full off season under the belt to grasp this offense. I think Ritter has a similar playing style to Mariota as well. So, Look at Drake London, it is looking pretty good here to eat up uh, some more targets. So, 117 is the healthy number. Do you figure that could bump up to like 130, 135, somewhere there, and give him a few more catches? But I think he'd be more efficient with those numbers. I think he was a bit of a big play threat at times last year and maybe not used consistently all over the field. I think in year two, you'll see Drake London's usage be more treated as a clear cut number one. And again, they don't have a lot else at wide receivers still on this team. So that's really good for Drake London. I mean, you add some guys, I mean, Mac Hollins and Scotty Miller, those are the type of options they have. So those guys are going to probably see limited numbers there in relation to what Zacchaeus and Bird got. So London can see as those targets jump up. Pitts will see a healthy number go up as well. So London-Pitts have to be the – Focal point of this passing game for sure, and they'll find better ways to scheme them up. And that was a bit of an issue, but London's just the size alone should uh, bump up that touchdown number for sure, and easily within reach of a thousand yard seasons with a few more targets, a little bit more efficiency, you're going to get there. So, Drake London, right now, again, wide receiver twenty five, pretty conservative ranking for him. I think he could easily finish in the top twenty, and maybe has a little bit of top twelve upside in him given the way the targets are going to funnel mainly through three guys here. I I just don't see Hollins and Miller having that big of an impact here. Hollins is a big play threat outside occasionally, but this is not necessarily a big play offense. Scotty Miller has speed and quickness as well. So you can look at him for those situations, but London where he's going to make his hay is the touchdowns. And that really can uh, shoot a player up the board really quickly in scoring. We know that, especially wide receiver in fantasy football. All right, there you have a look at uh, the key question with Drake London in the passing game. We will explore one with uh, Desmond Ritter in our final segment here as we break down the 2023 Atlanta Falcons and the key questions there. So we told you about uh, the excitement of uh, giving you all the dominant information you need to know here for your offseason and season in fantasy football. So we're really proud that uh, you're joining us. If you're an everyday or special shout out to you, that's a uh, Someone who checks out our podcast every day, we put one up. We're in the summer mode here, so taking a few days off here and there, but we're still bringing you the impact information you need to know here to help you dominate your leagues, however you approach them. Subscribe and follow for free wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube and Apple. And uh, we're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day. Every day is a programming reminder. We will pivot from the Atlanta – Falcons to the Carolina Panthers. And Bryce Young will be on the spotlight there for that team. So we'll uh, talk about Bryce Young. We'll look at the backfield. We'll look at the receiving situation as well, just like we do with all these teams. So we'll get through all 32 teams, nine down after today and 23 more to go. Time to wrap up the show here on Locked on Fantasy Football and look at Desmond Ritter. And we're going to do this with a lot of these quarterbacks that are buried in the rankings right now. Desmond Ritter at 31 Is Desmond Ritter a deep sleeper we should be paying more attention to in fantasy football? Well, let's see where Marcus Mariota finished last year. He finished overall as a quarterback 20, had injury issues, and disappeared, we know, near the end of the season. Probably would have been higher. He was uh, teetering around the top 12 for much of the year, but then, again, he dropped off. He ended up as the average, on average, QB19. So, well out of the QB1 bracket. We're not asking Ritter to jump into that, right? That's a lot of spots to go up, given that Ritter has some similar qualities to Mariota. And let's look at some of the numbers from Mariota from last year 438 yards rushing for TD. So that was a big part of his numbers, right? Not a lot in the passing game you were getting from Mariota. This team was run heavy. So you have an opportunity right there for like 500 rushing yards and five TDs. So that's a good start, right? For Desmond Ritter to get that. Get 64 rushing yards. I think that number will go up in only four games last year. So a lot of things to look at with Desmond Ritter, but uh, definitely has that potential to score a lot on the ground. And uh, that could be the one thing we keep Bijan Robinson uh, from uh, going all the way to the top here. But I don't think he's going to duplicate this in the NFL. 12 TDs he scored for the Cincinnati Bearcats in 2020 on the ground. He did, however, get to 30 passing there in 2021, so he has the ability to put up those numbers. So what we're looking for, essentially, from Desmond Ritter to have some value, is have uh, 20 or more passing TDs and about five rushing TDs. Then you have some viability if you add in that rushing total as well, where you can look at Desmond Ritter as a streamer in the right matchups. Again, there's enough weaponry here between Robinson and London and Pitts to put up some decent numbers, the occasional big play to Holland's as well. So overall, I mean, I think there are ways to get to these numbers, and I don't see any reason why Ritter can't push to where at least Marcus Mariota was last year, right? And that's viable. That's a fantasy football backup that you can consider, especially in the right matchups. Maybe you're in the platoon business and you want to multiple guys and stream the right guy every week. We know the week schedule playing in the NFC South with the AFC South crossing over. So a lot of opportunities there for Ritter to put up some numbers, uh, dueling some young quarterbacks as well, including Bryce Young and uh, CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson potentially. So maybe some duels there where Ritter can put up some number with his arm and legs to uh, please us in fantasy football. So I think there's going to be more opportunities than you think to Used Edmund Ritter. I think this is just a conservative estimate there with the expert consensus at 31 because he's an unknown quantity still. He's essentially a rookie, didn't play really much of note in year one. He was uh, pretty much redshirted for Mariona. So now you'll see what Ritter can do. I like Ritter's kind of leadership ability. He'll stay on the field. He's a strong runner, he was a decisive runner. So he's going to take off when needed here and put up some of those numbers. So I think combined, when you look at the rushing and passing, the passing will be modest. They're not going to change too much from that lower volume, forty-five uh, percent range. I think it'll still be under fifty percent here. That you're looking at the, a way to get those numbers through the ground and just in a modest passing. And I think you'll also cut down on the interceptions. This has been a very efficient offense in general. And he's not a guy known for throwing a lot of interceptions. He didn't have one last year. Already, he's a rookie, so he still hasn't thrown a career interception. So when I look at that, uh, yeah, it's all lining up well for Desmond Ritter to put up decent numbers, at least to be strong backup, all the way up to a reasonable platoon player that you can look at with another quarterback outside of maybe the top 12. All right, there you have it. There's a breakdown of the key questions surrounding the Atlanta Falcons here for 2023. Thanks so much for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen day. Subscribe and follow for free wherever you get your podcasts. And every day, don't forget, we will get to the Carolina Panthers tomorrow. So we'll break them down in depth in three ways there for you on the next show. Again, if you missed any of the shows, looking at the teams in the NFC East, starting with Dallas Cowboys or anyone in the NFC North, as we closed with the Minnesota Vikings, check those out. Those are our archives. There are previous eight looks for Lockdown Fantasy Football. This has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great rest of your Monday, and we'll catch you here with a look at the Carolina Panthers next.